0: Number one show on Sports Empire Network for last year is back for second year. This is uh we're, we're basically getting into the gridiron. All teams, NFL It's one of my favorite shows I do by far. I do a lot of shows, but talking football is my thing. NFL genius, Gene Walzak. I'm wire to wire, Gene. I got the prince of production,
1: Kyle Edwards. How you feeling today, Kyle? Welcome back. I mean, it's great to be back. I cannot wait for. The NFL season, we're getting so close, and I'm just glad to be back on the show. So, I'm I'm happy to be here with you again.
0: We got a lot to get into. A lot to get into over the offseason. The last time you've seen us is with one of our record-breaking streams, going over, live streaming the entire NFL draft, our draft party, which was great. Had a lot of fun with you guys. Uh, We are back. We are back. We are back. I feel like the hangover. We are back. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. I just need Alan to get back on Alan, aka D Godfrey. But um, we got a lot to get into this week. Ton, where do we start? Right? He said, Are you guys live? Yes, we're live. Just click the link, bro. It's not that hard. Um, let's start with the biggest news of training camp. Joe Burrow was carted off the field today with a calf strain. A lot of people that were watching. Thought it was um, an Achilles injury, seems to not be an Achilles injury, just a calf strain. You want to talk about a lot of heart sinking into their stomach, Kyle? If you're a Bengals fan, you almost witnessed your whole season
1: being over. Absolutely. I mean, I saw the little clip and when he pulled up, and I was like, oh, that looked that looked like it could be an Achilles, but it was just a calf strain. At least it's early in. You know, training camp and everything, so he probably should be fine to start the season. But yeah, I mean, if I'm a, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd I'd be freaking out.
0: Jump off Joe beezy falling down, non-contact injury, just listed as a cash strain. Godfrey, did you see it, Joe Burrow? What were your thoughts?
2: No, I heard about it. My phone lit up like a Christmas tree because you know that that sent ripples through the fantasy football world. That's for sure. Um, that that. But, you know, I said when I was told, I was like, well, let's just hold their breath. It could be, you know, a situation where they're just being cautious and it's not the uh, the old ACL tear. And I was betting against it being that because he already shredded a knee before. So I don't think, uh, you know, the odds should be that it shouldn't happen again. It can. So, and, and it didn't. So the football world's happy. I don't want to – he's not a – not an Eagle, but I want to see the best players out there all the time. So, you know, I'm glad he's not hurt.
0: Well, oh, one player that is hurt is Jalen Ramsey. Apparently he has a torn meniscus. He's going to be out six to eight weeks, going to miss the first four weeks of the NFL season. From what I'm hearing, he's going to have to have surgery. Jalen Ramsey on the first day of practice tore his meniscus and a non-contact injury. Thank God it wasn't an ACL because that would have cost him his entire NFL season. Jalen Ramsey, quick thoughts on that.
2: Um, glad it's that he didn't tour his ACL. Um, but I think Jalen Ramsey isn't the Jalen Ramsey we've, we've come to know even when he's healthy. So um glad he's still going to be able to play. I think he'll help the Dolphins out, but I don't think he's, you know, Jalen Ramsey, early Rams, Jags Jalen Ramsey. So think he's in the twilight man and you know body starts breaking down on you at a certain point unfortunately you know what's interesting
0: i want you to guess how old do you think jalen ramsey is since you think he's in his twilight
2: well he could be 22 i'm saying going by the way i think he's been playing
1: 20 i mean
0: 28 is exactly how old he is he's 28 years old uh now i guess there is a little tread on the tires for 28 years old but jalen ramsey still is a top 10 cornerback in this league don't let it kid you. He's still a top 10 corner in this league. And him with Xavier and Howard is one of the best one-two combos in football for the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Ramsey, very motivated. You've seen him as last year in Jacksonville when their team stunk. He didn't really play hard. He went over to the Rams and he was great. So don't read too much in the last year with the Rams. Their team was bad. Aaron Donald was out. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford was out. Cooper Cutt was out. He might have mailed it in. Might have mailed it in. I'm done. Now, i don't i don't like that about his character
2: but I'm not <laughs> gonna say that the guy's done that he's he's completely over well i just don't think he, i i mean i think he's gonna listen you gotta fall off the top tier at some point if he's top ten he's definitely damn near the bottom top ten the bottom of the top ten i mean i, I he you know father times undefeated i mean he's been playing football a long time i mean he has been in the league what six years maybe more seven i mean he came in the league what seventeen 16? I think he came in. I think he came in sixteen. um, you know, it's a lot of football, man. Physical position and speed and speed and mobility are a huge part of it, you know, cutting, you know hip movement, things of that nature and in that position, you're covering receivers that are running you know four, fours, four threes. So I mean, yeah, he's a good corner. I just I don't know, man, like uh, all the great ones that were good for a long time, they have that season where they start to fade down. Downtrend your champ Bailey's, your Daryl Reeves's, all those guys, and they start to trend downward, you know. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm hoping that doesn't happen to Slay. <laughs> I don't think it will, but you know, different type. We'll, we'll see. It'll Slay's be a
0: little older, Slay's got a little bit more tread on the tires, he does like but four years more. Brett Gardapi as a Packers fan, I'm curious, what do y'all think a Jordan Love's stat line is going to look like? He's a Packers fan, he predicted 2,600 yards. 13 touchdowns and 10 picks. You think it's better or worse? I'll start here, Brett, because I looked at this and I read this and I want the answer right away. I got 2,900 yards, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, and a 7-10 and record. I think the Packers are going to be a little better than people think they're going to be. I think Jordan Love is going to be a little better than people think he's going to be. This isn't a rookie walking in. let's, let's, Let's not pretend this guy didn't have two, three years backing up Aaron Rodgers, being ready to play football. I think he'll have a little bit better stat line than you're predicting, Brett.
2: The Packers have that that QB magic. The football guys love to bless them often back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. I mean, you know, you had Dan Mikowski in there, but, you know, I'm just saying they got a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that some – Brett Favre, I mean, be honest, came out of fucking nowhere, right? Nowhere. No one said, wow, Brett Favre's on the team now. We're going places, right? I'm just saying. And, you know, he had a great career for him, won him a Super Bowl, and then then Aaron Rodgers – I mean, I remember when he got drafted, he was pissed that he was drafted that late. They said he was short. And he sat down and, you know, now he's playing for the Jets and a hell of a career for the Packers. It just seems, for some reason, the Packers just seem to know how to land a quarterback and just let him marinate. And if this happens again, this would be three times in a row they've done it, where a guy sat for like three years and then he played.
0: Let's project, um, by the way, Little tr- quick trivia question. I'm sure both of you guys noticed, but the chat, anybody can chime in. Anybody know where Brett Favre started his NFL career?
2: Atlanta Falcons.
0: Atlanta Falcons, I, yep. Well, oh, I, I said, I know you guys know it. Oh. Will <laughs> the chat please <laughs> let me know? Jesus, guys. <laughs> I give yeah, you credit, you. and you, you can't take you. it away.
2: Look, both of them came in with the Falcons quick. You um, and Jones couldn't figure out how to use them, apparently. So. Didn't they opt for Jeff George over him or something in Atlanta or something like that? Atlanta's still opting for losses over wins. They're still starting Desmond Ritter. I don't know how that's going to work out.
1: Arthur Smith seems to like him. I mean, they brought in Bijan Robinson, so clearly they're just going to go run heavy and try to do play action and hope Ritter can get the ball to London, Pitts, and Jonu Smith.
2: You know, if I'm Bijan's agent because I know this is gonna come up, okay? And let's just say Ritter's the quarterback, right? And Bijan's eighty percent of the offense, right? They got a good offensive line, he's a running back. It's mm-hmm. possible, right? You know what I'm doing? I'm holding out after year two. And I don't care. Everybody can say I'm crazy, but if you're <laughs> a running back, if I'm an agent and you're a running back, all right, you only have a chance to get your money with leverage and the leverage is youth and coming off high productivity and the team, you being that big of a percentage of the team's offense. If that, you don't have those three things you can't hold out. That's why a lot of these guys hold out toward the the end of their first contract. And it doesn't work. It's never going to work because youth is gone. You've already been running to the ground and they can move on from you. They've already begun plans.
0: Perfect foreshadowing. You led us right into our first topic, the running backs controversy with the running back position. Uh, Freddie's Giants were involved in this. Saquon Barkley got a deal done, which by the way we discussed this the last night on Wire to Wire Sports Podcast. This has got to be one of the dumbest contracts ever signed by a running back. Ever. In which you have all the leverage and you sign a contract with the Giants allowing them to still franchise you next year for an extra $900,000. Did you see the breakdown of this contract? Am I the only one to watch this Ridiculousness that the Giants sign. So, in order for him to earn the next $900,000, he has to have 35 receptions, 1,300 yards, and the Giants need to make the playoffs for
1: $900,000. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work for a little bit of money. Yeah. And they can I mean, franchise him again next year. And that's probably what they're going to do because if he didn't get the money this year, he'll just be another year older next year and they'll just come back with the same line in the sand and it's going to be up to him whether or not he'll actually go with the threat he kind of gave in that interview about possibly sitting out the year or is he just going to do this again and then sign some contract where you're going to look at it and be like so what did you really hold out for it's basically the same thing that was on the table to begin with
2: sounds like uh saquon Barkley's agent did not blow smoke up as the client's ass because in the in, here's the thing I'm on the running back side here. Like, I have some wild observations of what they should do if they want to kind of crack the code of what the owners are doing. But you have to have youth on your side at that position for you to be able to hold out. And and Saquon doesn't have that. Unfortunately, he's been injured a lot. He does have tread on the tires. And anybody who would sign him to a multi-year deal is not a good GM in the NFL. Because he's going to fall off a cliff, unfortunately. And that is what the position has shown us. And then they have seen the flip side of the coin is you can draft an Austin Eckler out of nowhere, pay him next to nothing and get production out of him. Right. Different running backs. But that's that's what they do. Or that's why they have the rotation. It's a position that takes a lot of physical contact. Durability is an issue. So, Saquon was not in a position to hold out. I mean, I think his agent probably said, "Look, listen, dude, I, I'm I'm going to shoot you straight. If you had an honest agent, um, I don't think, I don't think you're going to really win this. I would have told him that if he was my client. I'd be like, I I don't think this is a winning strategy for you. Let's do the math. They franchise tag you, you get ten million. They franchise you again, you get another guaranteed year. Okay, are you going to get three to four years? No. You're not, it's just it, not a, a significant money. And that's, and listen, I, I, I don't, you know, I think the running backs have a point. I just think they have to position themselves to the people out there that say that, Oh, the, the owners will never let them do that. Well, I just like to remind you that pre-agency wasn't a thing and the players to win their rights for that. And they said, the owners will never allow that. So for everybody says the owners will never allow that. I will point to you many things that have changed in sports where the owners were forced to allow it. So, um, I have plenty of ideas if you guys want to talk about it, what the running backs could do. But, you know, I've been going about this all week. Everybody wants to say the owners won't do it. I mean, I you have people say do a quarterback salary cap. I don't think they'll ever do that. I don't think the players union would agree to that because you need to have they want to push the uh the floor up higher or the ceiling higher for salary. So I, I don't blame them not doing that. So I think the meet in the middle between the teams and the running backs. You know, allow the running backs to have a rookie reach gal for the opt-in to opt into a one or two year contract because I'm an agent and I'm coming out of college and I'm and I'm a hot prospect. I'm gonna be like, listen, guys, don't sign me. I want to be an undrafted free agent. Don't 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 draft me. I mean, I like to sign as an undrafted free agent. I like to sign a one year deal. Now teams are like, they're never gonna do that. Well, listen, you have bust too. Like if they sign a guy to a two year contract, they could just walk away. They don't have to worry about two more years if they pay him first round money, right? I mean, there's there's a middle ground here and I, I people say well all the other positions will ask for that i'm like um I, I don't see it and even if other positions did ask for that i say give the player the opportunity to bet on themselves you know so, what i
0: mean got a couple comments on what you said right here let's just start with the the fact that the running backs are being underpaid and they're undervalued it's a really simple rule of supply and demand we're all in business right Quarterbacks are overpaid because there's a very small supply of elite quarterbacks and the demand is very high for them. Running backs are underpaid because there's a huge supply of great running backs. Guys, the Kansas City Chiefs are a perfect example of this. They drafted Clyde Edwards-Solaire in the first round just two years ago, and they kind of moved on from him for Isaiah Pacheco, who they took in the sixth round. It doesn't matter. Philadelphia Eagles are another perfect example. Let's take a step on that one, right? Philadelphia Eagles, look at their situation. Last year, they had Miles Sanders as their lead back. This year, Miles Sanders is in Carolina playing for $6.2 million. The Philadelphia Eagles' top four running backs, the Andre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, and Boston Scott make a combined $6.1 million. You tell me what situation you'd rather have. Yeah. yeah. Take like the Eagles. And I'll tell, and I'll say one more staggering point about. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. That's the list of contra- successful contracts that running backs have earned and played out in the last 10 years. Seriously, go look at it. Todd Gurley signed a contract with the Los Angeles Rams, played a half a season for him, and he was hurt, then was on the Atlanta Falcons, and he's gone. He's done from the year. Zeke Elliott signed a huge contract with Dallas Cowboys. $12 million of his dead cap money is still on the Cowboys' book after letting him go. Le'Veon Bell sat out an entire year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but got his money for the New York Jets, played for them for a year, and then was traded.
2: I think he more, actually ended Mar- up losing money. by, by whole, If he stayed with the Steelers, he would have actually made mm-hmm. more money.
0: 100%. DeMarco Murray was the leading rusher in the NFL, signed a free agent contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. One year later, he was traded for a fourth-round draft pick to the Tennessee Titans, and he was overshadowed by Derrick Henry, and he was out of the league. There are running back contracts on top of each other, over and over and over again, that are just not working. The way the yeah. running backs are most efficient is on their rookie contract. And what these NFL coaches and GMs have chosen to do is we're going to draft a young running back and run him into the ground for the first four years and then
2: rinse and replace. But what do, what do Nick Chubb and Derek Henry have in common? Big, powerful, bruising yeah. backs. And they're most of the offense for their football teams big powerful bruising backs but they they're getting the and and they're they're mostly off and here's the thing yeah, if Saquon was healthy and didn't have two lost years he might be able to have a different conversation well, a lot Cook. of people look at that as a positive a lot of people look at that as a positive there's less tread on the tires yeah but i mean the, the legs man and I, I don't know man it's just look at duhman he's already shown that
0: he's bounced back from the injuries you can't say the injuries are the issue but he doesn't have the same explosiveness
2: that he had in year one. I
0: that- think he looked better last year than he yeah. looked for any year except year one. I think year one he looked better than yeah, he did last I mean, year every other year. Saquon Barkley I don't disagree. 90% looks better than 90% of running backs.
2: I don't disagree there. But the thing is, you know, that's my formula set aside. If, I, if, if a guy was coming to me to be his agent and running back, I'd be like, do you have youth? No? Okay. We're, you're done already. You have to have youth. You have to be part, a big part of their offense and have to be able to show a healthy history. Then you could get a contract, and you got to leverage your youth early on in that contract. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. It's going to happen. Joe Mixon was a genius for
0: restructuring his contract before they let him go because they were talking about re- letting him go. Austin Eckler is severely underpaid. There's so many running backs on this carousel that are are ridiculously underpaid for what they do. But the problem is there's so many good running backs.
2: So Austin really- Eckler is a very interesting thing. And if you watch a Chargers game, all right, people, uh, they blur the lines between football and fantasy football a ton. Okay. He was a great fantasy football running back. And I'm not saying he's not a great running back in actual football. But if you notice something during the games, if you watch a Chargers game, he leaves the field a lot. That reminded me of Miles Sanders. There was uh, a lot the better version of Darren Sproles. All right, better version of Darren Sproles. He's a Swiss I'm,
0: Army knife. That's what he is. He's not a between-the-tackles runner. He's good at right. that, not great at that. I wouldn't say he's a top 15 running between the tackles running back in the league. But what he is good is he's he's perfect for checkdowns. He catches the ball out of the backfield, and he gets in the end zone. He's very shifty. Austin Eckler's a lot better running back than people give him credit for, and not for what he does in between the tackles, I think Austin Eckler is very comfortable in a Thunder and Lightning situation. I think a, a, a back like Zach Charbonnet would have been perfect to go to the, the Chargers to be your in-between-the-tackles runner where Austin Eckler would take your third down and, and second and long
2: situations. Eckler, Eckler is a good running back, but uh, size matters when it comes to running backs. And look at the running backs that are getting paid and they're big. And look at Nick Chubb in the gym. He's a freak. He's a freak. He yeah. is a freak. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It translates to the field. Derek Henry is a freak of nature. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Look, look at that man. He's even on the downside, but I mean, Jesus. So I, I'm just saying you have to be almost superhuman to get that second contract as a running back, especially if you're a first-round pick. I mean, you, you got you to gotta leverage your youth. If I'm an agent, I'm leveraging the youth. You know, if I'm B. John Robinson and I'm balling out after the first two years and I'm watching Desmond Ritter just sit here and whoever the hell they have a quarterback. I don't even – Atlanta just puzzled me. Desmond Ritter, I'm like – I'm like, what? Like, I can't even talk about the rest of that team and then without coming back to him being the quarterback. Like, what are they thinking? I don't
1: know. Well, we also know with the NFL and with other sports, copycat league. So the fact that the Patriots won didn't necessarily have a, you know – solid one running back that they use they always were jumbling that position you look at the chiefs do the same thing so for every yes derrick henry and nick chubb you know unfortunately those teams haven't won the whole haven't won the super bowl so there hasn't been any reason for other teams to kind of copy that model and until that happens then maybe we'll get a shift back towards you know the the old days with the running back get you your one bell cow running back who carried it 30 35 times and then. That's that's just how you built your offense. You gotta be special
2: day. to be that though. I think yeah. I think you can look at running backs in the NFL like relief pitchers in baseball. I really do. They're like, okay, here's the hot hand, let's put him in. Oh, he's he's shitting the bed lately. <laughs> he's not good against this type of defense. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of analytics is gonna go on. And that's why I think the model of Eagles had, Eagles did it early on. I mean, they had Brian Westbrook. There, he was a third round pick, you know. But um he went he hit a sharp decline okay and i remember when early on nanny reader you have yeah, corral block halter yeah deuce Staley. and i'm missing one here gene who is the third guy deuce Daly, Daly
0: Blo- block and uh brian westbrook
2: no Westbrook. westbrook was maybe toward the end of that but there was a third god i don't know who it was but my point is they had a three-headed monster and well westbrook used to be brian. part of that three-headed monster before he took over yeah but he was a rookie and then he took over and he just
1: But I want to read
0: something to you. I think that's pretty damning. Are you guys ready for this? I got something. The leading rusher for the last 14 Super Bowls plus their salary. You ready for this one? Last year, Isaiah Pacheco was making $900,000. This year, Cam Akers, 2021, Cam Akers, $1.1 million. 2020, Leonard Fournette, $2 million. 2019, Damian Williams, $1 million. 2018 Sony Michelle four hundred eighty thousand dollars. 2017 Legarrette Blunt nine hundred thousand dollars. 2016 Legarrette Blunt seven hundred sixty thousand dollars. 2015 CJ Anderson five hundred eighty five thousand dollars. 2014 Legarrette Blunt seven hundred thirty thousand dollars. 2013 Percy Harvin two point five million. Uh, 2012 Ray Rice two million dollars. 2011, Ahmad Bradshaw, 1.5 million. 2010, James Starks for the Packers, 320 thousand dollars. And 2009, James Pierre Starks. Thomas at 406. Who the hell is James Starks?
1: There's a name you're not going to hear a lot when you're talking. Who the hell is about.
0: James <laughs> Starks? He was the running back for the uh, yeah. Green Bay Packers, leading rusher for the. Oh Green yeah, Bay I Packers. remember
2: that guy, number 44. All right, yeah, I remember that guy. That yeah, it's yeah,
0: embarrassing, yeah. guys. Like you don't you need, need a top tier running back to win a Super Bowl. Here's the right. truth of the matter.
2: You know what the running backs can't do? They can't play guard. They can't play center. And they can't play tackle. Well, you say that perfectly. Godfrey, look what happened
0: last year in the NFC Championship game. You had the best running back in the league on one side without a
2: quarterback. And what happened? Exactly. Lost. And that's why I think the 49 the 40, the 40 winers. I mean, I'm sorry, 49ers, um, people are talking about, I, I love how the Super Bowl odds – or what are they, third, you said, Gene, or second? Uh, 49ers are fourth. Fourth. Okay, that's high. I'm going to say they lost a lot of offensive linemen. Okay, they're moving away from their formula. They CMC, good running back, but their formula was dump it in the offensive line, we protect the line, and they had that last year. Now you got a guy that going to be – I don't care. Brock Purdy's not going to have that year again. I, I'm going to bet my left nut on it. Okay, you heard it here first. Brock Purdy is not doing this again. The NFL will adjust to him. I know Gene can't wait for this. So, for the see, Brock Purdy get get the SmackDown laid on him. <laughs> People are going to come off the top rope on this kid after what the Eagles did. And Kyle Shanahan didn't plan properly. So, I'm not relitigating the Eagles game. What I'm trying to bring to you is they're changing their formula up. They're like, all right, we're going to, we traded for CMC. We went all in. We were trying to win it. And now he's there. He's getting paid decent money. Um, He got that contract in Carolina. And now you have to – you pay Debo Samuel. Okay, so you lose Mike McGlinchey. Okay, that's a key piece. And there's a couple other pieces they lost on offensive line. And that was the strength of that offense was that runs those zone run schemes with that offensive line. So, guess what? I, I think the 49ers are going to be in trouble this
0: year. I'm just I saying. think the biggest thing that gets the 49ers in trouble this year is Kyle Shanahan's arrogance. He yeah. thinks that he can he can do it with any quarterback – and any offensive line. It's his scheme that matters, and that's not true.
1: Yeah. And if you're the Niners, like, don't you kind of have to see Trey Lance take that position over, at, like, at some point? Because I could see if they're trying to get into a situation where, you know, with McCaffrey, Lance, I guess kind of like what the Ravens do with Lamar, if that's how you want to run your offense, fine. To ask Brock Purdy to, you know, replicate what he did last year, there's a lot to ask for a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant. It, you know, Shanahan's really basing this season off of, you know, Purdy taking a step forward to kind of counteract the losses on the offensive line. Then, yeah, I think they're going to be in some serious trouble for sure.
2: Where was Trey Diggs in that San Francisco 49ers-Dallas Cowboys playoff game? I'm just curious. Was he there? I'm, I don't. I don't remember his performance. Maybe it was great. I'm just saying, Brock Purdy, the Cowboys should have absolutely beat the 49ers with him at quarterback and they couldn't do that. Like with, and I'm just saying the 49, yeah. 49ers fans, every NFL fan, 14 and three, my ass. Like, come on, man. Like (laughs) if you really look at the stretch they played, they had the most favorable stretch of games to have with backup quarterback in there. They really, really did. I'm sorry. Like, and that's why I wasn't surprised the Eagles waxed them because you know, Who'd they have blocking um, Reddick? Who, who was the tight end? Did they have blocking him? I it can't was remember. Their it. Backup tight end. Did, did, he wrestled at the ECW at one point or something. I think Philadelphia, <laughs> like, it, I forget what the guy's name was, but whatever. Might have been the Sandman. All I know is that you can't say you are a good coach and you're prepared and you let that kind of stuff happen because that could domino negatively for the rest of the game. And for them to cry about that, is ridiculous. You got your butts whooped. Brock Purdy, that like, do people realize that a rookie quarterback has never, ever made it to the Super Bowl? Never. And you wanted this kid to go into a road game and make it to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, man. Like, it's just, it's just people are just, they're hiring their own supply.
1: Well, well, that's what the offseason's for. Every fan yeah. base, like you said, is the same way. I'm sure it's going to be. You know, as a Patriots fan, there's probably a bunch of Patriots fans who be like, "Oh, we'll go 14 and three as well." But once you start seeing preseason everything, you'll see a lot of fan bases start to come back on those expectations, and then kind of settle in at like week one or two.
2: I had a Patriots fan try to, in off season try to sell me Bally Zappa, and you know what I did? I turned around and walked away from him. I didn't even say yeah. anything. Bally no, exactly. Zappa. Yeah, yeah like, a lot of I'm people like, "Are, are you kidding me?" Year. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you know. Boy, he's a I mean, hilltopper, bro. Western Kentucky.
0: You don't know? That that mascot's fire. So the 49ers open up week one at Pittsburgh. I guarantee you that will be a loss. I guarantee it will be a loss. I just want to say that on record. I want to say it now. I like that. Is first that first
2: are, they the, are they the uh, favorite in that game? Because I'm taking they are. The, Oh, I'm taking the money line at, 100%. I'm, oh, my God. I love that already. All right. So we got
0: a couple more things I want to talk about. One more thing on the running backs. Uh, our old liquor up, liquored-up owner, Jim Ursay had a couple things to say um, <laughs> on Twitter yesterday. NFL running back situation, we negotiated a collective bargaining agreement that took years of effort and hard work and compromise and good faith by both sides. To now say that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. So Jonathan Taylor, who's the team's best player, Uh, responded on Twitter. Uh, Malachi Kawa said a couple comments saying that your best player is underpaid. Ian Rappaport then tweeted, hope this relationship can be fixed. Jonathan Taylor's Taylor's agent replied,
2: I doubt it. Shrug emoji. Wait, did you guys hear that? Jim, Jim. Close the door. Turn the fan on after you get out my bathroom. All right. I appreciate that. Jim, I don't know. Jim just took a shit in my house. Try to get, try to make Daniels me bastard. So, I still, that's the wildest story I've ever heard about an owner that, you know, and it rippled it on the Eagles cause they got Frank Reich. And it's wildest story is you're not working for that dude. Because I, it sounds like either he, he didn't, he left a sweet potato and flushed or did an upper decker in the bathroom, but he was in there for like an hour and the wife's like, you're not working for that guy. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what happened. Literally what happened. That's the owner of the Colts. That's all I have to say. If you need to know what kind of guy he is, that says it right there. I'll I never mean, work for the Colts now, but there you go. You
0: talk about the owner of
2: the Colts. He's got a multiple citations.
0: 2014, he was pulled over for having four different uh, substances in his car. Uh, some of them being Percocets, Quaaludes, uh cocaine. Jim Irsay is not really the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Last year, he got another DUI. 2023, 2022, just got DUI. Jim Irsay is not a great guy, just yeah. to be clear. This is yeah. dumb comments from an owner in which your best player on the team is your running back.
1: No, I think that uh, to try to get out. Do whatever it takes. Leverage it sounds, the youth, baby. Window, Leverage
2: the youth. Leverage the youth. So I got to say. He's got it right now. Yo, did you know that um, Daniel Snyder and uh, Jim Ursay are on the same pickleball team? Crazy.
0: <laughs> You're terrible. Chris Cargan <laughs> said he's pretty sharp because he's filthy rich. I don't dis- I don't agree with you there, bro. I don't. I don't think that everybody that's rich is sharp. I don't know if Jim Ursay came into that money or earned that money. I don't understand how he came into his fortune. I can look that up and research it for you and give you a full detailed report next week. But there's a lot of people that are Born in the money, they're born in the situations and born into wealth. Wealth—that's what generational wealth means. Just because I'm rich, filthy rich, and I have a kid and I raise him up to be a spoiled brat does not mean does not mean that I'm smart. I'm pretty sharp because I inherited the Indianapolis Colts. But,
2: yeah, I wonder what is that? How he made his money? He just in, in, inherited them. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've never. I haven't done any research outside the
0: fact that. Oh he's yeah, B- was twelve years
2: old. Twelve years old when his when his father acquired the Baltimore Colts. So, oh, so he's twelve years old and he acquired the Baltimore Colts. This is how much this is how much NFL franchises were worth back in the day. Uh, Robert Ursay acquired the Baltimore Colts after initially purchasing the Los Angeles Rams, then swapping franchises. They traded franchises with Colts owner Carl Rosenblum <laughs> at, in 1982. They swapped franchises like sticks of gum. So, I mean, listen, I, I. Uh, I Yeah, just because you're smart doesn't mean you're good at – no, just because you're rich doesn't mean you're good at everything. Uh, And I'll I'll digress by saying, remember, Twitter, now known as X. That's all I got (laughs) to (laughs) say. Build your hell of a car. Tweet, tweet.
0: Well, uh, next topic on the docket tonight is uh, Sean Payton ripping Nathaniel Hackett for a job he did with Denver. Uh, Jets coach – Nathaniel Hackett, offensive assistant for Robert Sala. Robert Sala responded today by saying, "You know, we must. They say you're not do, you're not doing great unless you have haters." That's his response. Talking about Week Four, we don't play them until Week Four, and he's already talking about us. I, I would like your opinions on the Sean Payton comments, and if you agree with them, and what do you think that the response of Robert Sala?
1: I mean, it's. Basically, anybody who watched Nathaniel Hackett early in the season, like we all saw from game one, like he's not made to be a head coach. Uh, I I guess if you want to say, you know, how much of that can you blame Russell Wilson for it? It maybe wasn't all Hackett, sure. But I also remember late in the season, once Hackett was gone, Russell Wilson started to play better. So that probably tells you all you need to know about. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, and he only got the job because the Broncos were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. So I don't even know how badly they even wanted him. So Sean Payton, look, I guess because he's another coach in the fraternity or whatever, maybe he's not supposed to say that kind of stuff, but I have a problem with it. It was true to me. So
0: I just, uh, just in case anybody's wondering what the comments were, uh, new. Denver Broncos head coach torch predecessor Nathaniel Hackett in an interview at USA Today, where he uh, he said the current Jets offense coordinator's disastrous stint in Denver last year and the fireworks show in Florham Park could potentially backfire this upcoming season. But everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell Wilson. It was a poor offensive line. Peyton told the paper it might have been the worst coaching job in NFL history. That's how bad it was. Hackett lasted just 15 games in his rookie season in Denver when he teamed up with winning quarterback, Russell Wilson, who was traded to Denver Broncos in March of 2022. Um, I, I just, I want to say a couple of things, right? There's three things that I have that are very sol- solid, solid, but they, and they all can be true. Number one, Sean Payton doesn't need to say that. Doesn't need to put that out there don't you don't need to kick a man when he's down he's no longer the head coach of the team he got fired you're the head coach of that team you're inheriting that team you don't need to kick a man while he's down that can be true all while saying that what he said is accurate statements the thing was terrible Mm -hmm. he was awful last year and then i'm gonna get right back on my boat that i get on every so often why was he hired
1: why was he hired Because he high five Aaron Rodgers once.
0: Underqualified coaches get hired, and they're almost always white. Sorry. I get into this all the time. I just very rarely see an underqualified African-American coach get hired.
2: Just don't see it. I, I think it's a mix. I definitely think that's part of it. I definitely think there's a lot of nepotism that goes on in the NFL as well. I could point to a lot of positions that people have because of nepotism. Steve Belichick is definitely one. Sorry, Kyle. You know that to be true. Um, uh, Arthur Smith, his dad uh, happens to be heavily involved in FedEx, and uh, he didn't really have qualifications to get on there, and he got jobs because of nepotism, eventually moved up to the ranks. Um, The other factor you talk about, Gene, definitely exists 100%. There's definitely a shorter leash, for sure. Um, I do think there's a lot of things that go on in the good old boys network and you know what you bring up is definitely present and i definitely think nepotism is another part of it too like you know who you know right um because it's the good old boys network i mean it's, i'm telling you that's 100 how it is is you could look at somebody's coaching hours like why nathaniel hackett i steve wilkes got one year with josh rosen well yeah and i Luke think kingsbury got five i think steve wilkes is that was criminal in my opinion oh
0: but i'm just saying brian flores took a terrible miami Dolphins team and made him into a playoff team after one bad season and he got fired after an eight and nine season this is this is ridiculous it's so ridiculous i can't i can't i can't it, it's over and over and over again why did Matt briflus get hired over brian flores look at both their coaching resumes and you tell me why one got hired over the other it's I get into this way too much, and I, I understand it. It's just it's baffling to me, and I have to mm-hmm. point it out anytime I get a chance to. Yeah. I think the Nathaniel Hackett hire was one hundred percent. Well, we gotta we gotta coach to coach Darren Rodgers, so we're just gonna throw him over a head coach and try to bring Aaron Rodgers over here. Come on, man, stop! And meanwhile, Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat every other year. Never lost a season ever.
2: <laughs> well that I think that's Pittsburgh Steelers fans talking that kind of crap like they are you know I hear Pittsburgh Steelers fans of all ilks not being grateful for having a coach like that that's perennially a good coach mm-hmm. that um wild to me I, I heard people saying it last year the year before like oh it's time for Tomlin to go are you pfft, madness um you know be careful wh- what you get in place of that right cuz Eagles went through that a little bit you know before they got back to Doug Peterson and things of that nature. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, it, it's a problem for sure. Uh, hopefully it gets better. But the Nathaniel Hackett hire. Hold on. Jake, I love you. No shit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, Don, I, I, I would take a steak over McDonald's chicken nuggets, too.
2: Yeah, also, um, if you look at – that was a John Elway hire, wasn't it? Not the uh, Nathaniel Ackett hire? Yeah, of course he was.
0: John Elway showed up drunk to the interview for Brian, for Brian Flores. Right. By the way, the Brian Flores case is going to court. He won.
2: Gene, remember, we, proven... had a, we, we had a conversation year, uh, years ago out in front of Toxin. Remember what I said about John Elway? And I was dead nuts on accurate. You remember? Yeah. Uh, and, and everybody looked at me sideways. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And, that, and John Elway only won a Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. Peyton That's Manning was terrible that year. I disagree. Yeah, that, it was his best head coach that, that he ever hired. So he still, yeah, but that was the best head coach that he ever hired was Peyton Manning. That's it's that. definitely an NWO shirt key. Yeah, and my thing is, is Nathaniel Hackett is awful, and I don't have any problem with him taking shots. And that was an h- awful hire. And I think a lot of people are discounting the Broncos and they don't realize how bad a bad coaching situation back to back. I mean, Vic, Vic, Vic Fangio shouldn't have really been a head coach to be honest, but he's not a bad coach. He's a defensive guy. Nathaniel Hackett had no business being a coach, a head coach. You know, there could have been so many other hires they could have went with and uh, Sean Payton's, I think is going to write the ship. I think he's going to write Russell Wilson. I think he's going to surprise people. And I think, uh, if you're not looking at a Sean Payton running back in fa- terms of fantasy football, you're missing out. You're going to get him on a discount. I guarantee it. Look at every running back tandem under Sean Payton, how productive they were. Every single one. You can't name one that wasn't. I just mo- I'm just, i more worried about if Javante Williams is going to
0: be fully healthy to start the season. Because Samaj P. Ryan is his backup, and I just, I wouldn't touch him
2: with a 10-foot pole. I mean, it, he, he played well and and. As the backup, I mean, you, you remember where he played, Godfrey? What for college? Oklahoma, no, right?
0: No, last year. Bengals. Yes, he was backup running back to Joe Mixon. They weren't good. He hasn't been good. I don't think he's that good of a running back. If I'm being completely honest with you, I think the kid from Michigan played better.
2: Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, but he had some games. I, I don't think P Ryan's all, uh, but he's not going to be the number one. I mean, listen, you Joe drafted Williams, to P. Ryan? What is a handcuff? If I'm in fantasy football, but Javante Williams didn't go on the pup. So that's a good, that's a good prelude for a time. It is a good sign. Yeah. He I didn't did. go on. So, I mean, if there's one guy that I'm not worried about working his ass off getting back on time, it's Javante Williams. If there's one guy the Javante yeah. Williams is the guy? Dude, he's got a work ethic. I listen. I said from the door when they got drafted better than Michael Carter Williams. Of course. Everybody's, everybody's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no. okay. The guy's is a, a – the guy could have – if you do some research on this kid, this kid was super, super smart. He could have been a doctor, literally. Literally, he could have been a doctor. Started to play football. Really smart football player. The IQ you talk about that Nicobe Dean has as a linebacker, he has as a running back. 1,000%. He's been hamstrung by Vic Fangio, then Nathaniel Hackett. Let's let, oh, that's split carries of Melvin Gordon. Look at the break tackle rate by this kid when he's healthy. He's waiting to bust out. I'm telling you, if he's healthy – You better get on a ride now. I told you here first. I've been a Javante Williams guy ever since he came out of North Carolina. Well, Keith said it right. I hope he fixes his fumble issues. He had fumble issues last year,
0: but um, so did Melvin Gordon too. Yeah, definitely the whole team. I don't think that Daniel Hackett was using grease on the balls or something. (laughs) But um, gentlemen, we have to. We kind of have to move a little bit forward. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets. Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut of like thirty-five million dollars over the course of the next two years. And it happened right before Dalvin Cook visited the Jets, which is today. Does Dalvin Cook land with the Jets? And what do you think about Aaron Rodgers' pay cut?
1: I mean, it's probably Rodgers trying to, you know, make some friends in the media and all that so everybody can talk about him and how great of a teammate he is and all this stuff. But I want to see, you know, middle of the season, if they're on a losing streak, like how how well is he – going to be received by New York, and then how does he respond to that? I mean, look, if Dalvin Cook signs there, I guess it's just another sign of Aaron Rodgers calling the shots there. I, I wonder what happened to all these rumors about Dalvin Cook going to Miami. Made, people made it seem like that was the obvious spot he was going to go. If, I don't know, because they have Brees Hall. So if you're bringing in Dalvin Cook, what are do you doing to the Brees Hall's role? And I feel like Brees Hall's good enough you probably don't need Dalvin Cook, but if they're doing it just to appease Aaron Rodgers, then good luck, because it better workout. If not, you're stunning a lot of young players' growth on that team, I think. So, I think he signs there. I, I guess that's what he's going to sign. It seems like I mean, it's the, stupid. the only rumor going it, right it, now. It's,
2: listen, what's going to happen? If they hit, I a want to answer both.
0: My man Bose is in the chat real quick. I want to mention, answer a couple of his questions. He said Denver record prediction. I, I, I've been on record saying I think nine and eight or 10 and seven. Uh, I don't think they'll compete with their division. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs will have 12 or more wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asked, Does Dalvin Cook get suspended? Are the allegations legit? Um, I don't know if he gets suspended. The NFL normally waits to see what ends up happening, uh, from a Legal standpoint before they make a ruling on an action, I don't think he gets suspended this year, um, but I do think that Dalvin
2: Cook ends up on one of the teams in the AFC East. I mean, listen, uh, if you're the Jets, why do you bring in Dalvin Cook? I don't, it's not a smart move, okay? One, you have good talent at the running back position, you have depth, you have young depth, okay? You got MCW, you got Brees Hall. Israel Adubekonda, I think I got the name right. He, I, I like him coming out of pit. I talk, and I think he is. You know, you also got the other kid. Uh, uh, Donovan. I'm saying his name right. Knight. Donovan Knight. Yeah, Donovan Knight. So. Donovan Knight. Donovan Knight. So here's the thing. Like, what's gonna happen when they're five games through the season and they hit a little two-game losing streak bump, right? Because you know what's gonna happen. The Jets aren't going 17 and 0. What's gonna happen? When all these veteran guys that Aaron Rodgers wants to bring in and they start discounting the young guys and he starts throwing the Lazard instead of Wilson, starts handing it off to Cook instead of Brees Hall. You're telling me that's not going to cause problems in that locker room? If you don't think that's gonna, not going to cause problems, you're out of your mind. Winning cures everything, but if they're not winning, it's going to bubble up. You don't think that's going to happen? Watch. I can't wait. That's, that's why I want to see Hard Knocks. I can't wait for the drama because the moment that Aaron Rodgers tries to tell the New York press to R e l a x, relax. Oh, yeah. it's going off. That ain't going to happen in New York. This ain't Green Bay, buddy. That ain't yeah. flying. Me and think- you completely disagree. I think the Jets might win the Super Bowl. I
1: don't. Yeah. No, I
0: really I, think the Jets win that division going away. Okay, I think they're. I reincar- got the Jets eleven and six or twelve and five.
2: I think they're reincarnating uh, the Redskins when they signed all those free agents, and, and I, they think reincar- I
0: think they're reincarnating the
2: Vikings when they signed Brett Favre.
0: Did Aaron Rodgers really have a good year last year? He, he had rookie wide receiver Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. He had Alan Lazard, who's going to be his number two receiver instead of his number one. I, I, and I don't think that the the Packers, David Bakhtiari was missing for most of the year last year. I don't think the Packers as a whole had a good enough team for him to be successful. I watched what he did versus Philadelphia, and he carved up our secondary. I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, off Look, the Christian Watson play that people are going to overvalue that kid on because he had that three touchdown game. I mean, I, I listen, I think Christian Watson could be good. Not saying that, but I'm trying to say that um, I thought Aaron Rodgers was a difference maker for other players, not the person that needs to be on a team where there's all superstars. I thought he was that quarterback. I mean, you're kind of cheating right here, right? He's never had a first
0: round wide receiver on his team ever. But he had Devontae like, Adams. Who cares if he was in the first round? So, Devontae Adams is the only receiver that he had. He made Devontae Adams. I'm not saying Devontae Adams wouldn't have became what he became in the NFL, but if you're telling me a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers didn't help his development,
2: I got some oceanfront property in Iowa I want to sell you. All right. Well, Devontae Adams did have a 100 catch, 15-yard, 100-yard season, 14 See, I think that Godfrey year, was about to say some blasphemous stuff, so it's, he froze. He froze. Devontae Adams had a really good year last year without Aaron Rodgers, and he had a Derek Carr, quarterback, who's, who's an okay quarterback, um, I don't know. Was Derek Carr the reason why he had 1,500 no, yards, I, 10 I touchdowns? Said,
0: I said Devontae Adams developed. I ain't saying he's not one of the best receivers in the <laughs> game now. I'm yeah. saying his development was quicker because he played with Aaron Rodgers.
1: But, yeah. I think you ask the question about Watson's development because it was like early in the season he dropped one pass and it seemed like Rodgers was done with him. And then later in the season he started to step up, and I remember I think it was like, uh, Aikman or one of them on the broadcasters was like crediting Aaron Rodgers for Watson later in the season, and I was just like, "Well, if he probably stuck with him early on, maybe he would have been better off by the end of the year." Because that's why I think Godfrey bringing up him bringing in Lazard. Didn't they bring in Randall Cobb too?
2: Yep. Yeah, like what? Come like, on, what, man. Are, what are they doing? You have Garrett it,
1: Wilson, who I guarantee you is probably going to have a dip in production because. Rogers is going to want to throw to Randall Cobb and Lazard. And Garrett Wilson was what? Offensive rookie of the year last year.
2: Did he sign Who, Aaron Rodgers or LeBron Rodgers? I'm not sure what, what's going you, on here. Me and you guys are completely on the other side
0: of this. Too. And and one of us is going to be right and one of us is going to be wrong. And that's okay. That's what the best part about the NFL season is. I think Garrett Wilson finishes as the number one fantasy wide receiver in football this year.
2: It could happen, I but it, how I many should they got to feed a lot you of people? I'm just but
1: saying, oh. like he should. No, I'm just saying he should number be one up there, there in terms of production. Not
2: necessarily number, number one, one, though. Number yes.
0: one. Number one. Okay. How about this, Godfrey? I'll make you a fun bet, right? I'll give you any two receivers you want to pick in the NFL, and you get two for my one. I'll take Garrett Wilson. You can take Jettison Chase. You can take jettison and Cup. You can take Cheetah and Chase. I don't care who you take, and I'll I'll tell you, Garrett Wilson's gonna have better fantasy production. Than any, either one of those, not obviously combined, but either one of those. You can take any one you want. We'll, we'll make a hat bet. I like hat bets. I'll buy you a hat, or you buy me a hat.
2: Uh, uh all right. I, I like uh, I like custom hats, so like it, it's gonna have to be like a fifty dollar hat. I'm just saying. It's
0: fine. Whatever.
2: Uh, so I could have any two. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna take Anything Justin Jefferson. I mean, who wouldn't take that, right? I mean, right. Um, it's good because I think Justin Jefferson has a
0: little bit of a down year this year.
2: Okay, Um. you know, I'm going to go – I'm going to do something crazy here, and I'm going to go Um. – I'm going to go Devontae Adams as well. Okay, I'm so gonna you're going to go Adams.
0: That. That's fine. Adams with Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins, and I'll take Garrett Wilson with, with Aaron Rodgers. And if, and let's just – this this is the only thing I ask of it. I need to have a caveat in case Garrett Wilson gets hurt. Let me get 12 games – as long as he plays 12 games or more, the bet is valid.
2: Is that fair? Yeah, but it's going to be hard for him to be number one at twelve games, though. I mean, you
0: no, know, no. What I'm saying is, if he doesn't play twelve games, if he gets hurt during the season, then then the bet's null and void.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I just listen. I, I Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. I just I don't know, man. I I I've seen some quarterbacks do. Stuff with less. I mean, I, I they act like he's got he had a poverty situation there. I, I don't I don't know, man. I sure he
0: did have a poverty situation. Can you name me three receiving courts that were worse than that receiving court last year? I mean I'll give you six, New England, I'll give you Houston. Give me a give me a third one that was worse okay. than that situation there. The Giants. Sorry, give me a fourth one.
1: Yeah, about to say the Giants.
0: I gave yeah. you three.
2: Give me a fourth one. All right, but they also had good running backs like Rogers and Dylan are pretty productive running backs. All right. Jones and Dylan, yes. Yeah, Jones and Dylan. I mean, you know, he, he threw a lot of check down. He only threw for 3,600 3, yards, is what he threw for last year. Is that, is that 3,600
0: the- yards isn't a, a flash in the pan. We were talking about Carson Wentz breaking the Eagles' record, throwing 3,300 yards. Well,
2: that's I mean, what
0: was the Eagles' franchise record.
2: That's because he, he he was bec- the tallest midget. That doesn't mean it was impressive. It just means he was 3, the tallest midget.
0: 3,600 yards was. is not a flash in the pan with that receiving court. Can I us not like ignoring the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Like, let's not ignore yeah. that, right? Is that fair? Accurate, like yeah, I mean accurate
1: quarterback percentage. In yeah, completion percentage.
2: He's the most accurate quarterback in football. Okay. Period. He also throws a lot of. Sh- he throws a lot of high percentage passes. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Oh, that I'm is just not, saying he's not the guy. People. That is laughable that you say he throws a lot of high percentage passes. Look at what he does in the Reds. And Rodgers throws the ball downfield more than any elite quarterback. How could he do that? So he did that last year, but he didn't have a good receiving core. Deck no, things can't the line. First up. game of the
0: season, Christian Watson dropped a touchdown. It was right in his hands. It was 50 yards. It
1: was he literally, I couldn't hand it to him better. And he dropped it. But I'd also say with that receiving core, though, it was kind of based off of Watson being probably the best in the group hundred percent, that Romeo dropped that one pass is just like, why did he just kind of? I'm not saying up? that Aaron
0: Rodgers is a good guy, Kyle. I'm not no, saying I, Aaron not Rodgers did, it made, it made the right oh, decisions yeah. by not developing Christian Watson. I, I don't agree with that. I agree with you there. What I am saying is, are we really saying Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb are top twenty receiving core in football? Or guys, I look, you want to go through? We can go through facts, right? The Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers in 2006 or 2007. They have not drafted one offensive skill position player from 2006 to now. Yeah, Except but for love, not one. The,
2: so, all right, listen. One thing that made Brady great, and a lot of people wanted to play with him, is because he was willing to restructure contracts to get talent in there. Aaron wasn't willing to do that. Didn't what are Aaron it? do right now? Now he did after the fact. I mean, we're talking after they already have the players in there. So what did he restructure for? Like they, so they could sign Delvin cook. Okay. Big freaking deal. The guy already made all that money from the Packers and that, that, that hamstrings hamstrings in a team like that. So what are they going to do? All the money's in the quarterback. You got to put in the offensive line. You're not going to go out and sign big free agent wide receivers. They drafted a ton of young capital. He's supposed to be the type of quarterback that can help these kids ascend and develop. Like you said, Devonta Adams, he had no interest in that. Like, so I, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think Dobbs is a is a bust yet. I I think he yeah, he showed his first year rookie. Nobody thinks he's a bust. He's
0: a fourth-round draft pick.
2: Yeah, but no, you gotta be special to come out and just light it on fire as a rookie in the NFL as a receiver.
0: Okay, you let got- me ask you a question real quick, Godfrey. Let me let, let me ask you just a question real quick. Let's just go through it. Who's the top five quarterbacks in football? Your opinion? Right now?
2: Are we just basing it also of who it is? Top right five now? quarterbacks.
0: I just want to give them quickly. Patty,
2: Patty Mahomes gotta be number Mahomes?
0: one. Okay, keep going. Just go quick. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hertz, yeah, well, Herbert. Are we good with I that? Would
2: go, I would go Burrow. I would go uh I I will go Herbert. Okay. Uh, Allen I would, Hertz. I will go Hertz and Allen. I, think I don't Allen- need
0: I don't need the I don't need the order, right? Let's just go through it real quick. Diggs. A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey—like, are, are th- This is what we're doing, right? This okay. is what we're doing. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams—like, guys, they all have elite talent. Quarterbacks are great, but wide receivers. Let's not pretend that they don't mean anything.
1: They do was, mean there something. There some Brady wide receiver groups that weren't necessarily that great. And how many got, MVPs did out. Brady win, Kyle? I mean, the MVP vote was kind of a joke some of those years.
0: No, but my, my question is, he didn't like the world on fire offensively. Can you not – let me ask you a question real quick. Brady has seven Super Bowls, mm-hmm. but six with New England, right?
1: Yep.
0: Out of those six Super Bowls, what? how many of those Super Bowls would you say the offense was more, more responsible for the Super Bowl than the defense was? Well, you Two? Can, you One? You
2: can compare all those Super Bowl teams. No, hold
0: you know. on, hold on. Yes, I can. I'm doing it right now. They're different. I,
1: I mean, I kind of look like the one, two, year, probably defense. I feel like okay. the second, the, last the Rams three.
0: one. How about the Rams one? That was defense 13 to three.
1: The,
2: the, the offensive genius helped produce three points. John McVay with that one, guys. I,
0: I'm not trying to be a smart ass when I say this, I'm just calling it like it is. Tom Brady's greatest quarterback of all time. I seen a comment up there that said. If Rodgers was on the Patriots instead of Brady, it'd still win all those Super Bowls. Not at all. I love those. I disagree with that. I think Brady was a better all right, was better with what they had. But let's stop. And I'm not even the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy in the world, but let's stop shitting on him and pretending that wide receivers don't matter. matter,
2: too, though, right? And like the offense in New England took off when Josh McDaniels implemented the spread offense out there. A hundred percent. That's why the teams differed after those first two Super Bowls. And if you look at Brady's numbers, that's when they differed. Systems matter, too. Right. Josh Daniels, not a great head coach, in my opinion, but a good offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they that's why you had guys like Julian Edelman come out of nowhere, who was undrafted, who was a quarterback in college. You had guys like, you know, there were guys that came out of nowhere. I Listen, I just think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's one of the all-time greats. I just don't think he's taking them to the Super Bowl and I think he's not the guy that's going to lead your locker room when turmoil, turmoil happens. That I, I I he's never been that guy. I mean, the guy after be- beating my Eagles in the playoffs and winning that Super Bowl, he came up short a lot of times and people go, well that was because of this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. This guy gets more excuses than anybody ever heard in the NFL. Oh, the coach, you know, they were blaming the one coach. It was a bad play call. He audible out of plays all the time. He didn't even respect the coach the first year. Rod, like- Rod, you're an idiot. You're an
0: idiot. You're an absolute idiot. Listen, Rod, I like you. You're a moron. Like, you should be banned from talking football. I'm dead serious. Like I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole when I say this. Rod, you should be banned from talking football. This has to be the dumbest take I've ever
2: heard in my entire life. I want to take a guess. Is you're an Rod, idiot. As Rod is a Steelers fan. I don't know Village what Rod's fan, a Patriots a fan. fan. or a Dolphins I, I think Rod's a Patriots fan. <laughs> really?
0: Wow. I, look, I like Rod. I do. I think he's
2: very like, entertaining and talented and smart, but he's an idiot. That's a dumb comment. Police are on their way to press charges for that comment, Rod. <laughs> They're on their way right now. How do we say something like that? Guy's got seven friggin' Super Bowls.
0: How? I don't know. I had to interrupt Godfrey in
2: the middle of a point because I seen that, and I almost threw my laptop. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying, anymore. <laughs> but I, all I know is, it, listen, it, I just Aaron Rodgers is not not the guy that's known for being a leader. We'll see. Maybe he changes and he turns a different a change of scenery helps him. I didn't think he wanted so, that New York smoke. But we'll okay, see.
0: so Aaron Rodgers is not known for being a leader. Okay. Godfrey, can I ask you a question? Do you think there's a chance, right? I'm not asking you to say your opinion, but do you think there's a chance that some of the divorce that happened in Green Bay might have been Green
2: Bay's fault? I mean, sure. I mean, if, if he's saying dissatisfaction with the draft pick, he doesn't feel like they built around him to win the Super Bowl. He won an MVP and they drafted a quarterback in the first round. Well, they thought he might leave. I don't. I thought that's good for life and foreshadowing by the organization to be prepared. Why not? Guys, you can't, when when you have an MVP quarterback on your
0: roster, mm-hmm. MVP quarterback on your roster, you draft to win a Super Bowl. If the, Instead of them drafting Jordan Love, they drafted a first-round wide receiver tight end to add to that offense. Do you not think that they would have had a better chance of winning the Super Bowl instead of drafting a backup freaking quarterback? Let me take it one step further. It's
2: subjective, though. You don't, I mean, what? Not I- subjective. What did the dude? One guy's not going to play. One guy's not going to play. The other guy is going to play.
0: But I my mean,
1: my thing with Rogers also is we said the same thing in Philly about Jalen Hurts. Look where that got us.
0: You're absolutely correct, and that actually worked out very well. It had Howie Roseman smelling like flowers. But Godfrey, you sat on a show with me just two years ago talking about Jalen Hurts isn't the answer, and he stinks. And I agreed with you. I he he developed and we were wrong. He got better. We. And I'm fine with being wrong. I'm good with that. But let's not pretend that we have the foreshadowing or the foresight to see the fact that Jordan Love, being a backup quarterback, gives him a better chance to win a Super Bowl than them adding a wide receiver or them yeah, adding a tight I mean, end. When you but have to deal have with the Aaron Rodgers type. Different
1: ways, though. Yeah, Kyle, I mean.
0: once again, Aaron Rodgers is not a great person. I agree I with you. But, but I, think- but I was,
1: but The only thing I was going to add was, you know, it was the same thing when maybe the Patriots drafted Garoppolo in the second round. People were like, why would you do that? Did Brady and, like that? He did it, and what did he do? He he went out and played to the point where you couldn't even get Garoppolo on the field,
2: and that's, that's why he's the, the leader.
1: Yeah, that's why he's you the guy. Instead you know of Rodgers, who complains about it year in and year out, it's like just play, dude. You know who else did that? Joe Montana. They used to pull
2: his ass from a game to let Steve Young get reps, and yeah. he won a Super Bowl. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And that's why if those guys are better quarterback. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, is me? They draft a competition. You're not a man's man. I'm but that, sorry. But
0: that's, why, but that's why those guys are the goats. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is a great guy. I'm not saying he's a good person. What I'm saying is Green Bay isn't great either. And no, if I don't, you have... Great. and I don't least, Let me explain to you why Green Bay sucks, right? Let me explain to you why they suck. Would you agree to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are both top 10 quarterbacks of all time in the history of football? At least top uh, 10. If you're yeah. a good or you borderline top ten, at least yeah, top you, yeah, for sure. Why do right, they have one Super Bowl each in the last thirty years? You cool. have thirty years. Green Bay, they have two total Super Bowls with two yeah, top fifteen quarterbacks quarterback. of NFL history. In thirty years, they've had a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and they've only won two Super Bowls.
2: Well, I can speak to an Brett organizational Mark, thing, um, Godfrey. Is it or is it a fourth and twenty-six thing? When for Brett Favre led the league in interceptions all time by the time he retired, as well as touchdown passes, he would throw up shit that made no sense through his whole career, and then they would cut to a turducken being cut by John Madden, like "Oh my god, I didn't see that interception that he threw. That made no sense." Fourth mm-hmm. and twenty-six is the one of the best examples I've ever seen because the reason. They, they won that game because Brett Favre was like, you know what? Let me just throw it up to Brian Dawkins in center field. The
0: reason they won that game is because their defense couldn't stop a 4th and 26. You could talk about what Brett Favre did afterwards. It, it, it you could on talk about that, but you
2: can't stop a 4th and 26. That's You deserve to lose. But it ended on an interception that he threw up the center field. No, it, end, all the time.
0: It, it ended on a 4th and 26 conversion. That's where it ended. When you what? allow a fourth and twenty-six, when you're going to win the game and you can kneel on the ball, all you have to do is stop a fourth and twenty-six, and you don't do that. That's on your own damn fault. Don't blame that on the freaking quarterback.
2: Dude, Dude, I can you point can't, to you can't just for throw a ball up the center. Dude, he chucks balls all the. He did it all the time. Brett Favre did it all the time. That's why they didn't win two, many Super Bowls because he was he was a he was a gunner. They used to say that about him. That was a flaw of his.
0: I don't disagree with you. I still think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And I think that you have two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game in the last 30 years, and you have one Super Bowl each to show for it. Green Bay, Green Bay is organizationally wrong. They drafted Lucas Van Ness this year, at 13 overall, when they have a quarterback starting his first year, and you have a perfect security blanket, and Dalton Kincaid sitting there, at 13. Why would you not take him to help your young quarterback? Because you're stubborn and stupid. It's it's yeah. let, just call it like it is. Lucas Which, Van Ness, that's what they need. They need Lucas Van Ness. Yeah,
2: well, he I mean, those draft, draft picks Kincaid. for sure. You, you know what, ask, Van Ness? Uh, I agree with those draft picks. I, I hear you on that, but I don't see anything wrong with the organization foreshadowing contract issues with their quarterback down the line, saying, like, we like this kid, we're going to sit him, and we're going to teach him. I mean, that's the hardest thing in the NFL is to get a quarterback. Maybe they're going to be wrong on Jordan Love. I don't know until he plays a full season. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't – listen, what about the Seahawks game, the NFC Championship game with Aaron Rodgers? Bro, Aaron Rodgers has had his fair
0: share of chokes. And you guys keep bringing this back to Aaron Rodgers. I have openly admitted that Aaron Rodgers has choked in games. He's had his fair share of flaws. I've openly admitted that. There's no issue with that. But that Seahawks game that you're talking about, if Richard Rodgers can catch a ball that bounces right in the chest, the Packers go to the Super Bowl. We're talking about, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers blew a 16-point lead. They had a converted onside kick. It hit Richard Rodgers right in between the numbers, and he dropped the ball. That's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. Let's go back to the Cardinals game when the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers took him down to tie the game. Friggin' Packers couldn't stop a leaky faucet. You know Aaron Rodgers didn't touch the ball in that overtime? Didn't touch the ball in that overtime.
1: That's not his fault. But the game I point to is the Bucks one a couple of years ago when Brady had the three interceptions, short field, and they couldn't do anything. Everybody looks at the – was it the Kelvin King defensive ball? Kevin King. King Kevin terrible, King. Terrible,
0: yes. that Super Bowl.
1: Right. But <laughs> the, the turnovers Rodgers should have done more with and capitalized on. And Jair, Rumbling, Jair Alexander doubling down with the Brady stuff is crazy to me.
0: Jair, Dup, Jair Alexander mm-hmm. played out of his friggin' mind in that game. He proved that day he's the best cornerback in football.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I'm not
0: addressing Rod's anymore. Rod, I
1: just I'm, not, saw addressing. My, uh, yeah, I I'm not addressing
0: it anymore. <laughs> you say dumb stuff like that. It, it's just uh, sky's red. Let's just
2: call the sky red. That's how dumb the comment is. Guys, it's 808. Some people You're want to right. die on a hill. You can die on a hill alone because I'm not <laughs> game manager. Brady ain't dead no, I'm sorry. You might have been able to say that the first two game years of his career, but after that, no. After after that season with Randy Moss, there's no way in hell. I'm sorry, they, they were just pissed that year. I remember that. Just like we're gonna blow the back out of every goddamn team. I was this, like, this is why I love pregame and picks. Him.
0: This is the type of show I want to be on. This is great content. If you're listening out there, I appreciate the comments. Bose, Key, even Rod. Freddie, all those guys in the comments, Anthony Price, Steve. I appreciate all the comments out there listening, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever. Love you too. Uh, really, really excited to get back to pregame and Pigskin. Do me a favor because I want to prove a point. Everybody that's on the chat, everybody that's in the chat bar right now, smash that like button for me. And then after this, my my main girl, Key, is going to upload this show to Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcast. Give us a bunch of downloads to let everybody know the pregame and pigskin is back. We are, like I said this before, you got on because you were, you were having issues when we joined the show, Godfrey. We're like the hangover. We're the three best friends that anybody could have. I mean, you're Alan, definitely. You're definitely Alan, Godfrey. I, I highly disagree, but uh, <laughs> someone's got to be Alan. So. <laughs> Um, but leave us a review, and I appreciate everybody hopping in the chat tonight. Kyle, any final comments?
1: No, we're getting close to August, and usually once we hit August 1st, it's like preseason's right around the corner, and I, I just cannot wait. I'm ready for this season.
0: So next, starting next week, pregame and, and we will be breaking down every division in football. So next week, do you guys want to start with the West or the East? We'll do the AFC West, AFC East. Or the NFC West, NFC East.
2: Let's let's do uh let's do the AFC West. I want to save yeah. the NFC East for a couple of weeks, uh hard knocks and, under the belt. That makes sense because and also we're Eagles fans and Kyle's a
0: Patriots fan, so let's let that be our last week. We'll go AFC West, NFC West next week. We'll break down the divisions, we'll give our projections. Godfrey, any final thoughts?
2: Running backs. Hold that after year two. That's all I'm saying. I love that. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I'm going to be on the guy's empire tonight at 10 PM guys. I am tired. I hope I don't pass out in between now and 10 o'clock when the show starts. I've been up all night. This is my third show. Tonight will be my fourth. I need you. I'm looking at you, you right now. I need you in the chat to join the guy's empire tonight and have my back and give me that, that added motivation, motivation, and support that I need tonight. 10 p.m. on Sports Empire Network and Notoriety Sports Podcast. Join in. Let's listen to that. And then afterwards, wake up, have your coffee with some coffee and sports tomorrow morning on Sports Empire Network. Give us a like, follow, share. Thank you for tuning in to Pre-Game and Pigskin. I'm wire to wire Gene. That's D. Godfrey. And I'm looking at the Prince of Production, Kyle Edwards. Thank you for tuning in, and we are signing
1: out. Thank you.